Bible shop with your absolute favourite cousins, James and Alex Fitzgerald, because at any moment you might have to sprint out of this recording for why. Hannah's having a baby. I guess we're having a baby, but she's doing the hard work. She's yeah, doing so all very the heavy exciting. <laughs> very exciting. We're, um, yeah, we're 40 weeks and, uh, ooh, any moment, any moment. So oh, no, I've, I've, got, I've got my you. phone. I normally keep the phone out of the podcast studio, but uh, they yeah, were Hannah's okay. rules. Fair enough. <laughs> as I came in to record this morning. Hey, you're looking well, great, by the way. Pink, red, you. and purple. I know. I what know. And sitting in front of a green screen, so it's uh, it's an assault on the eyes, and probably in the best form. <laughs> <laughs> no, an assault on the eyes was when you wore green on green. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I was. I was bloody uh, throwing my invisibility cloak yeah, you, that time. You, <laughs> you can see me. Can't assault the eyes if, you, if you're not seen. <laughs> now, uh, more, I'm more telling time than ever, but I think everybody, I assume, I should say, everybody's got that one song, right, that when you've just, you, your brain is almost empty, you can't think of new music or something you heard or whatever to go look for on Spotify or you just can't be bothered. What's your switch off, fail safe, go-to song that you, you pop on on Spotify, Apple Music, whatever you listen to when you get in the car and you just you just want to let go of the day? Yeah, so uh, I, I use Spotify. I think you use Apple Music, don't you? No, 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 Spotify. Okay, so you know there's the radio <laughs> go to radio function. I, I yeah, find love it. if I'm if I can't think of what I want to listen to, I pick a song, but then I'll go go to radio for that song. So it plays like a bunch of a playlist basically following the tune of that song. It's a great it's a great asset that it, greatest invention ever. Um, and <laughs> look, my two go tos now. It's not necessarily because I want this song, but I want songs like this. And that is, I'm with <laughs> Nelly Furtado. Nelly Furtado, I'm like a bird <laughs> on radio. Or Mumford and Sons, Little Line Men. They're, they're, for some reason, they're my go-tos. If I want oh, wow. something a bit, bit more boppy, Nelly Furtado. If I want something a bit more relaxed, sort of, you know, just soulful, Mumford and Sons. <laughs> what do you got? They're your two sides, bop or relax. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, morning or afternoon. Yep. Yeah, depends on what kind of day you had. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. Uh, what about you? What are you rocking? Well, I always seem to, and and probably similar, go to the radio and but start with like very you know generic white girl stuff. But Drake, too good, great oh, song. Nice. Drake yeah. with a bit of Rihanna. You know, I'm too good. I was going to say that'd That's be great. Radio song. that'd that'd it's throw up a good. bunch of yeah good genre it's songs. It's very good. It's just like the beat. It's just like up, you're out, you're, you're like nothing matters, you know, like no no bad news is it's gone. It's out. <laughs> this this beat trumps all bad news. All right. Um so that's where I start. I don't have a two two song answer. That's just my my go-to for you there, cuz. There you go. A bop or a relax type of yeah, guy. You yeah. know what else is real good? Sometimes I'll I'll throw Beatles on. Beatles, you could listen, mm. you could just start at the top of Beatles and they got like 30 good songs. Oh, my favourite one, Beatles, Don't Let Me Down. Don't, oh, so good. I'm not oh, going to start yeah. singing because Classic. people don't need to hear that. All right, Cuzzy, are you loyal or are you leaving? Are you asking me to pick between the podcast and my baby? Because <laughs> I think I'm leaving. 
I'm only kidding. Hannah hasn't texted. Yo, we out. We out. Am I leaving? Yeah, look, I don't I'm know. I don't know. Am I leaving? <laughs> I think you're launching well into uh, dad status saying that you're choosing to leave. <laughs> yeah. So you're really taking it on well. Thank Strong. you. Uh, you no, passed sorry. the test. I interrupted. Uh, am I loyal or am I leaving? In what context? Well, they're calling this year the, the great resignation in jobs. Um, and, you know, whether or not that's actually still happening, uh, as we find ourselves, uh, I guess, at the end of the third quarter here in 2023. But loyal or leaving? So are you going to stay loyal to your company and maybe talk to them about, uh, you know, climbing the ladder or getting to where you really want to be? Or are you leaving? You're going to go try to find that somewhere else. A great topic because today there's so many opportunities for young people or anyone, I should say, to be able to go and get a job somewhere else and possibly be paid more mm. for instant progression in your role. Mm. Mm. So how do we deal with it? How do we decide if we're loyal or we're leaving? I think it's a tough one. I've got a few friends going through that at the moment and um, I know. I'll, I'll steal off a friend uh, and oh, I'll keep it good. anonymous because he, he, it's a he. <laughs> um, probably keeps it anonymous enough, but um, no, he, was, he was sort of thinking about that. He's been been uh, doing something for quite a while, the same mm-hmm. thing, and um, was weighing up what does he do from here because he just hasn't felt like he's been engaged by by the job. So it's not necessarily been a money thing, but it's been a, a you know, is he interested and engaged and enjoying, you know, learning new things? And, and he feels like maybe he's not. And um, mm. he started out by writing out where do I, you know, What's what's my future going to look like ten years from now? And he was sort of going, you know, walking in the shoes of, well, if I stay doing what I'm doing, this is what it might look like, or yeah. if I went and tried something else, this is what it may look like, and, and the different options that he might have been um, been playing around with. And I thought that was a really good approach, to be honest. You know, what 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 would ten year version of me, which version would be happier based on whether I stay or or, or don't? What do you think? Well. Well, I mean, and it totally depends on your employer, right? I, I suppose it depends on your relationships within your business, your manager, you know, your direct line of um, reporting or, or even, you know, are you inspired by the person running the show, uh, I guess, or are they a mentor to you? Do, you? do you have potential to properly grow within this company? Because I, I love the thought of loyalty. I think it's fantastic. Um, but I also believe in, in doing what's right for yourself, um, so I guess you've got to sit down and figure out, first and foremost, what's important to you? And, you know, that might be exactly what your anonymous friend did in five years, ten years. What's important? Is it, you know, being the managing director? You want to be the manager of that department? You know, is it is it earning $100,000 more? Like what's being flexible? What's really important to you? And is I think it, you've got to make people? that list. I reckon a lot of people, it it's, people, it's about the people that you go to work oh, with absolutely. every day as well. and. You know, have you? Did you start in a career where you had a really young culture, and and now you're sort of maybe getting a bit older? You want a, a slightly different culture. You know, there's all those things that go yeah. into it. Absolutely, absolutely. So, what did your friend do next? Uh, well, he hasn't decided. So, oh uh, I'll, I'll 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 get back to you soon. <laughs> he he, well, he does listen. So, I'll be curious to know if he knows that I'm talking about him. But um, now, uh, one thing that I would say. Great little hack test, 2 p.m. Yeah. coffee test. Are, are you, when you get to work, at what point of the day are you thinking about your, your lunch or your 2 p.m. coffee? Because <laughs> if, if you're thinking about it more than an hour before it, then, you know, maybe it's, maybe it's time to reassess. 
Ooh, I love my 2pm coffee and I've got zero issues with my place. Surely you're not thinking about it at 10am though. No, no, no. But my 2pm coffee isn't me leaving the joint. It's it's me sort of like just pausing work for a moment um, and just sort of like regrouping, you know. Yeah. But I think, you know, too, it's also are you in a position where you can have open and, and candid conversations with uh, whoever's managing you, you know, whoever is able to um, guide you to that next step? Um, and I've got a, a friend of mine, uh, she's in a similar situation to your your mate and um, her company will not progress her even though she's been very clear that she wants to go and, and I mean, I'm same thing, trying not to give too much away, but um, for that, <laughs> it, that, that that clear line of promotion. We're terrible you know, from, friends. From, from assistant to, to um, senior, you know. Yes. Um, and they just they just won't promote her. So, you know, I guess she's she's sort of forced her to look elsewhere. Um, so, look, loyal or leaving, it's a really tough one, but have really hard, honest conversations with yourself. Um, talk to your partner about it. Maybe even talk to some of your friends who seem like they're in great workplaces. Um, I think it's a, it's a very valid question that you're asking yourself. And maybe and probably definitely, which all counteract each other. Maybe, probably, definitely. <laughs> it's not always about the money. <laughs> I'm so confused. <laughs> well, yes, confused as both of our friends. <laughs> all right, let's, let's redeem ourselves from that uh, last little segment. <laughs> Tell me, what is the smallest block of land that you've ever seen in, in real life, IRL? In IRL. <laughs> Sorry, I just didn't know that you knew what that acronym was. <laughs> you know, most dads don't really know. <laughs> no, my sister told me that, yeah. Oh, that's funny. Okay, um, easy. The smallest block of land that I've seen, and it's not even in a city, is 70 square metres in the suburbs of Adelaide. There's not many of them, but mm-hmm. just to uh, round out, it's seven metres frontage and then 10 metres deep. And that is the smallest I've seen. Have you seen something comparable in your neck of the woods? No. Or elsewhere? Well, there is a same size in a suburb called Fitzgibbon in uh, Brisbane, just north of Brisbane, maybe 10 k's north of Brisbane, 70 square metres. They're 5 by 12, um, these ones, and so similar. Yeah. Uh, it was done in a um, in an experimental land estate, actually. Um, so that that'd be the smallest inside Australia. Um, outside of Australia, I've seen lots of you know five by sort of twenty hundred meter squared terrace blocks. They're very common in places like Toronto. Um, we saw them in uh, Orange County. I'm trying to think of the we name did. of the Irvine. This, yeah, yeah, Irvine. Absolutely. Irvine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that yeah, were really cool. Exactly right. That were really cool. Uh, you had. Uh, sort of 100 square metre blocks with three-storey houses that were like 250 square metres and they had no hallways. Like this house <laughs> design just got rid of hallways. And yeah. so we walked in and I remember the, the builder who was taking us through, we said, um, you know, how, how, how it feels like you fit so much on, on such a small mm. block of land. And I remember him saying, yeah, we got rid of hallways. We just don't understand <laughs> the point of them. And it was like... Oh yeah, yeah. What is the point of a hallway? <laughs> well, I mean, the the like our our living is so open plan these days compared to you go through these really old apartments and like the yeah. kitchens are closed off and it's like a way that you you know yeah. sort of have everything hidden behind a wall. Now it's all open plan. Hey, sit with me while I cook and and stuff like that. And this is a really interesting conversation as we, I guess we love talking about land use. 
mm. and obviously how land is evolving. And you know, it is getting smaller. Uh, a because we're we're a lot more efficient, but B because our population is growing. And we need to be cutting smaller blocks for density um, mm. so that uh, more people can live closer to the city and closer to jobs and, and closer to that critical infrastructure rather than just going further out and out and out. And it's funny because a lot of people poo-poo the sort of 300-square-metre block, um, which is a fantastic product these days, but you know, realistically that block could be three or, or four homes or three or four blocks in as little as, as five years' time. Well, it's sort of back to the future in a way because when when housing was first built in Australia, the the early settlers they yeah. they were terraced homes. You go to um, places like Hobart, um, Adelaide, Melbourne, um, even you know in inner city parts, Paddington, the likes mm. in, in Sydney. You see five meter wide by twenty terrace homes. That they were the they were the first housing. Then post the war, we sort of went to these big quarter acre blocks, <laughs> thousand square meters, you know, on that next rung uh, away from town. And mm. then and then the block of land's been shrinking since then because we had about a thousand square meters with a 120 square meter three bedroom home on it. And what's happened is over time the block of land shrunk and the house has gotten bigger. So the block of land is now 350, 400 square meters yep. and the average house in Australia is about 235 square metres. So the house is, has pretty much doubled and the block of land has halved less. Exactly. Exactly right. I mean, as I come to you now, I'm in a, a townhouse, um, sort of inner city Melbourne or, or so not, not inner city, inner, inner suburbs, five kilometre ring. And it's, and it's five metres wide, cuz. Um, and it's all about the design internally. It doesn't feel that small. Um, so, you know, that, that is the future is, uh, you know, density or, or sprawl and, and density makes a lot more sense for a lot of reasons. But, mm. you know, I think when we're talking to people bo- trying to buy their first home or looking at their first investment, you know, don't poo-poo that 300 square metre block of land if that's all you can afford because that is still very much gold provided it's in the right place um, within the right cancel- council in the right growth corridor because you just never know, particularly if it's nearby to main transport like like rail. Um, I mean, yeah. there's there's suburbs in Melbourne that they're just sort of saying, hey, you know, if you go, and they're, they're all like 400, 500 square metre blocks. They're saying, hey, if you're within a kilometre of the train station, yep, yeah, as of right, you can go up, you know, five levels, you know, bang. You've, you've basically tripled the value of your land um, overnight. Well, yeah, I mean, we, we have no control. So, so I'll say this point we have no control over, um, but the fact is we've got an ageing workforce and the only way that we can keep the really great healthcare, pension, all of the, the quality of life things that we've got in Australia is we've got to continue to grow the population and replace those retiring workers with overseas migrants. So it means that the population grows and unfortunately a, a byproduct of populations growing is it means that housing becomes less affordable um, and, and or, you know, we have to get used to living in more denser conditions. You know, cities like Melbourne are going to go from 5 mm. million to 9 million people. That's the size of London. Um, 60, 70% of Australians live in a house. Nowhere near that live in a house in London. So the, the reality is you, you get... Um, as as a population grows, it has to live more densely to mm. keep housing affordable, to um, be close to to infrastructure because infrastructure is expensive. So I think we'll see hundred square meter lots as the normal in in a decade's time. Um, totally, and and I don't that, think that's there's anything wrong with that. To be perfectly no, honest, 
No, look, if they're designed right, and, and look, um, to that point, we'll probably see more like dual-occupied, multi-occupied homes as well, So, and they'll be designed in that form. Yeah. Now tell us, you, I don't know how you did this, but you came across an absolute gem this week that went completely under the radar and into your backyard, provided you're in Brisbane City Council. I did. Now, I, I only found it over the weekend and I haven't given it enough research. So so maybe we park it and, and I will oh. want to talk about it. I will want to talk about it potentially on the next pod. But, um, Woo. Uh, Woo. Yes, the, the thing that I've been banging on about for a long time is allow every Australian to put a granny flat or a Fonzie flat in their in their house in their backyard yep. on top of their garage. So Fonzie flat is a is a basically a granny flat that sits on top of the garage, mm-hmm. named after Fonzie from Happy Days. He lived in one of those. <laughs> a granny flat on the outside. Um, they cost one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. They'll give you twenty five, thirty, forty thousand dollars a year in rental income. No brainer. It's cheap rental accommodation. And awesome for first home buyers, empty nesters, any homeowner really who wants to get themselves an income. Brisbane City Council, biggest council in Australia, just legalised granny flats as of right. So Huge. when you say legalised, legal, legalised, <laughs> Trump, that's Trump saying legalised as of right, basically means you still have to put like a building application, but you don't have to put like a development application in. Yes, yeah, so it's just it. like if you if you want to build a house, you just go and get a certifier to sign off on, you know, that, yeah. that you've built it with the right setbacks and and all that sort of thing. You don't have to get a development approval. Previously, the Brisbane City Council and, and every council in, in southeast Queensland and most of Australia say that you can only rent out a granny flat or Fonzie flat to someone that's related to you. Otherwise, they breach you and fine you and, and you mm. have to potentially even knock it down. Um, the only way that you could do it in Brisbane prior to that is you had to have more than 3,000 square metres of land. And, I mean, huh. we're talking about 400 square metres. No one's got 3,000 square metres of land. Whereas, yes, they, they have just passed a law which says no minimum lot size. On 300 square metres, you can have a house and you can have a secondary dwelling provided it's not bigger than 70 square metres and you can rent that out to someone totally unrelated to you. How good. We need more rental supply, tick. And guess what? Because they're small, they're affordable. Absolute agame changer, game changer. I agree. But I think that's the how we use our land. We have so much land and so much house per person in Australia. Mm. That has to change over the next decade or two. Absolutely. And if you don't like it, you can move to... Regional, that's okay. That's all right. It's all right. It's okay. It's all right. <laughs> I'm leaving that don't, alone. Don't be afraid. Tax, you reckon? They want to tax us more, particularly Jim Chalmers. He, he is going after, I want to say our super, but like the super of, of particular individuals. <laughs> You're right. I the mean, we, we, we've left this alone, haven't we? But but it, it just won't go away. It's staying in the media. <laughs> I didn't think it was a big deal. but um, It's like a fart lingering. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we've, been getting, we've been getting some questions about it. Um, so we thought we'd, we'd quickly go through it. The reality is Jim Chalmer, the Treasurer of Australia, has yes. said he's going to tax people's super if you have more than $3 million of it. Now, doesn't affect uh, you and me. I'm not sure if it affects 
any of our listeners. Um, I'm not sure if it'll ever affect me. I'm not sure it'll ever affect me. I'm going to get $3 million in my superannuation. Correct. Flipsticks. Um, so the reality is, look, 99.5%, maybe even more um, of Australians are not affected in the slightest by the laws, but basically they are going to tax uh, anything above $3 million at full tax rate, so 30%. Um, now, where it is, I guess, um, a little bit controversial is they're going to tax people on unrealised gains, which is a oh. little bit harsh. So, for example, if your property gets revalued or the stock price goes up, they will demand that you pay 30% tax on the increase in value, which, as you know, if, if, you've, if you're holding an asset... Yeah. It's very hard to, to pay the tax unless you sell it. So it does seem a little bit unfair in that context. I don't yeah. think it's unfair to tax people who've got more than $3 million in super. Um, probably If so. they do, they probably can afford a really good accountant who can find them a way around it anyway. <laughs> um, so the reality <laughs> is not a not a massive deal. But, but I think, it, you know, w- what it does signal to me is taxes are going to go up they, and they have to. Categorically. Categorically. Um, Look, and it comes up every election, doesn't it? And we, we had a massive federal election, um, gosh, was it last year now or the year before? I can't even remember. I think it was last year. But you're exactly right. And, and all of the tax chats come into the conversation. Yep. Is it going to be on property? Is it going to be on GST? Is it going to be on our super? What's it going to be on? Or is, is our tax rate just going to go up? Uh, and I think you, you popped the numbers in here, so I thank you for that. But basically, government debt increased half a trillion dollars um, from pre-pandemic to here where we are today. Um, it doubled. It doubled. It, it, it yeah. doubled. That's a great way to put it. Um, and then we're spending $630 billion per annum. Pre-pandemic, we're spending about $500 billion. So, I mean, yeah, like they're just going to have to recoup it somehow. I say that really casually. I am a bit annoyed about it because (laughs) that's reality. I'm not okay with it just so that the listeners know. But it is a good thing to, I guess, be considering, not worrying about, but considering because you want to put yourself in the best taxable position, um, however that could look. And, and, you know, do you have taxable assets? How, How do you look? Yeah, there are ways to reduce tax and you are crazy if you don't do it because the average Australian pays about 30, 35% of their income in tax. Mm. Why do you want to, you know, why pay more than you need to? Um, So hit us up if you want to reduce your tax because we've got a way. Now on, oh, oh, now on that note, do you know what we should do is get the great Tommy Nielsen, our super accountant, who, My brother-in-law. Your brother-in-law. <laughs> okay, fine, full disclosure. <laughs> we'll get him on and, you know, maybe I'll do it when you're, you're off on dad duties and we'll get him on and ask him all the hard tax questions that we, you know, do the, the top 10% on but we don't get underneath the water at the, the bottom 90% because we go, that's a real accounting Da Vinci code. Look, I was a bit nervous when my sister first said I've got a new boyfriend and, uh, you know, he's, he's an accountant, I thought, um, my sister's an accountant, he's an accountant, two accountants. <laughs> not sure about this one at uh, the family barbecue at Christmas. But and, she said, no, no, no. She said he loves sport and he specialises in legally avoiding tax. And I thought, wow, that's that's cool. <laughs> Is he my coming to Christmas? Guy. Is he coming to Christmas and my birthday and mum's birthday? And <laughs> How quick can he turn around my return? Precisely. <laughs> Precisely. Uh, I wouldn't want to turn your, your, your turn. Yours would be horrendous. But 
But can I also just say, because it is hilarious, you think uh, two, two accountants together for a long time, they do get married, um, they do run their life on a spreadsheet. They actually do. They do. They, <laughs> they do. do. <laughs> All right, we should probably wrap it up for this week. Yeah. Hey, thanks for treating us to the red, purple and pink combo. It's been a treat to look down the camera at that. In WorkSafe, they have a great saying, be safe, be seen. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening to another episode of The Double Shot with your favourite cousins, Alex and James Fitzgerald. If you've got a burning question or something we absolutely need to talk about on the pod, please write to us. Both of our emails are in the show notes. For little real estate tidbits and a little bit of banter, okay, a lot of banter, you can follow us on the gram. Our handle is the doubleshot.podcast. That, my friends, is the doubleshot.podcast. Until next time, think of us when you sit back and sip your next double shot.